The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, everybody? My name is David E.J. Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter, and welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. We are back. What's up, everybody? This episode is dropping fresh in the morning, but I'm once again recording this intro late at night. Eh, it's not that late, but I am fresh off fake sleeping on the floor next to my daughter so she would go to sleep. Fake sleeping might have turned into a touch of real sleeping. I am also battling a summer cold thanks to said daughter and her daycare. The two truest things in life. Asparagus makes your pee stink and your child will constantly be sick if said child goes to daycare. But I digress. We're moving along here in August. I just had a keeper deadline. I have a rookie draft where I'll most likely be on the clock while you're listening to this. Time is flying by this month. And overall, this is the fourth year I've done this podcast. So I thought, you know what? It's time to mix it up and try something new. This is the first ever double dip. Training camp is such a fluid situation. News constantly breaking, position battles up and down. So I thought, hey, let's check in with a team we had talked about early on in camp. And the Los Angeles Chargers provided that opportunity. Their slow install, as mentioned by Chargers reporter for the Orange County Register, Gilbert Manzano, had me intrigued. What's going on with this team now that the pads are on? Well, guess what? I was lucky enough to find out. I dialed up Fernando Ramirez. He's the Chargers reporter for Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I think you've heard of that. He's also Gilbert's co-host for the popular podcast, Combos on the Beat, where these guys chop it up about the Chargers and more. You can find him at RealFRamirez on Twitter. Not only are you about to hear about how this Chargers camp is changing by the day, but I think Fernando is going to quickly become one of your favorite follows, personality for days, and information that builds upon what Gilbert laid out in the previous Chargers episode that's going to help you win your league. Fernando absolutely kills it. So what are we waiting for? Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Fernando Ramirez. Hello, Fernando. How are you doing? Good. How are you, man? 
Good. Thank you. Thanks uh, so much for joining me today. I know uh, this is like accountants have tax season. This is your busy season. Yeah. Yeah. Today, <laughs> today's actually my day off. But yeah, just trying to relax today. But how are you doing? Good. Good. Are you a golf guy? Are you going to hit the range at all? No, no, no. I'm more of a movie guy. So I have tickets for Suicide Squad. Oh, nice. All right. Well, since you uh, have movie tickets, uh, let's get going here. Hop right yeah, in. Everyone is very excited about this Chargers team, especially Actually, at this point in August, actually very early in camp, I spoke with fellow Chargers writer Gilbert Manzano from the Orange County Register, who that guy I, be- <laughs> I believe you do a podcast with, correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, called Compas on the Beat. Yeah, I know. It's funny. When we first started this, just real quick, uh, when when I've been around the team since 2013, Gilbert came in uh, towards the end of 2018 when the Chargers were 12 and 4 and they hit their stride and everything. Gilbert did not want to be friends with anybody. Like He, he was like a, a horse with his uh, blinders on. He did not want to be friends with anybody i slowly but surely was able to um break him down and i'm like all right dude like let's just be friends and he's like no i don't want to be friends with anybody and like slowly but surely we became really good friends and and uh and we started the podcast together and We've literally had so much fun with it. So it's called Gompas on the Beat. It, we do YouTube, we do iTunes, we do uh, Spotify. So we've honestly had a lot of fun with it. I mean, we're literally two of probably a handful of Latino NFL beat writers who cover the NFL. So we just decided to start a podcast and we literally do all kinds of dumb stuff. Like, like yeah, we'll talk Chargers, we'll talk football and everything, but like we'll have uh, NBA writers on, we'll have WWE people on, we'll do, we do everything. We talk about everything. We talk about movies. I do my movie review. I do we do all kinds of stuff so we literally have had a lot of fun with the podcast and and that's actually why I have to go watch Suicide Squad uh today I the whole HBO Max that's cool and everything but I'd rather be in the theater hearing especially because it's a James Gunn movie so I know it's gonna be like crap blowing up and everything so I'm like I can't watch it at home that's boring so I need to go to the movie theater and 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 that's my home where Gilbert told me you need to go watch Suicide Squad so I'm like all right cool I'm like, hey, if that's my homework, I love it. Movies, that's that's what I'm all about. Pretty good homework assignment, uh, I feel. Exactly. Uh, and um, I, I've seen some clips of you guys mixing it up, and it looks like you have a great time. And uh, oh, I'm yeah. glad uh, you took a moment there to, to give it some love because I think people would really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, everyone should go check it out. Well, when I spoke with Gilbert, he mentioned a, a bit of a slow install, and we wouldn't really know what this offense would look like until the pads came on. And the pads are on now. The big narrative is, of course, offensive coordinator. Coordinator Joe Lombardi will be running a Saints-style offense. But from what you've seen in camp, how is this team shaping up in terms of scheme now that the pads are on versus before? What are we seeing in terms of this offensive unit coming together? A lot of fluff. <laughs> I th- I think some of the stuff that we're seeing is fluff. I don't think it's really how this offense is going to be. I mean, that, and that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see, like, there's there's a lot of, it's just different. Like, there's a lot of swing passes to running backs. Like, it's a lot of different things. It's stuff that I, I remember seeing from Drew Brees and, and Alvin Kamara and stuff like that. But I just don't think we've seen the full scheme of this Chargers offense. And I thought we might get it this weekend in preseason, but uh, yesterday I asked head coach Brandon Saley, is Justin Herbert going to play? He's like, Justin Herbert will not play any preseason games. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So I, I, I think, and this is just my opinion, they don't want to show anything about what their scheme is going to be, about what they're going to do. I think they're going to try and uh, maybe surprise Washington week one. But I feel like it's going to be a lot of the stuff that Justin liked to do. The only thing I have noticed, though, is that Mike Williams has been um, has been doing a lot more like he's been doing a lot more middle of the field, more lower part of the field, like, you know, slants and, and curl routes and stuff like that. Mike's doing a lot more of that. It's not just, hey, Mike, go deep. 
So uh, it's been a little bit more of uh, intermediate of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they've gotten Mike to do a lot more stuff. Keenan is just open all the time. So that's not that's not anything new from when it comes to Keenan. But I just I, I really wanted to use the preseason to see what this offense is going to be. But I, I guess I have to wait till week one. But I, I, I truly don't believe we know what this offense is going to be. I think that when they play Washington is when we're going to see it. And that's what that's what I'm really interested in when they I'm like, all right, let's hurry it up. Let's get to Washington because I really want to see what this what this offense is going to be like and and I don't think we're going to see anything right now especially in preseason I mean I know Chase Daniels in there and so is Easton Stick and and all that but I just don't think we're going to see what this offense will truly be until these guys are uh, in the season just because I don't think the Chargers want to play their hand you mentioned the Washington football team as that week one opponent how much of that is on the mind of the players that week one and that that team specific I mean they have a pretty lot of defense uh, they're about to face uh are we already gearing up for week one yet or is it still kind of more of a general feel no i think the chargers still want it like they're going to go up against san francisco next week in uh joint practices so they have two joint practices with the 49ers and that was the reason why brandon saley decided not to play any of his veterans or any of these other guys derwin james austin eckler keenan allen pretty sure joey bose is going to land in there too that he's not going to play either but i definitely think that these guys are focused on on they still have a lot of work to do and they know it there's still mistakes being made there's still uh some stuff that's happening and i'm sure these guys are kind of taking every practice as like a preseason game in a sense so definitely i i think they're slowly but surely starting to build build their way up i do think that they're going to take they're going to take the two joint practices with the 49ers and make them into preseason games and really kind of go all out not all out but like kind of go back and forth with the 49ers so that's going to be really interesting it's going to be interesting to see them against a different team in practice because i mean you could tell these guys sometimes get frustrated just hitting their own teammates and stuff so you can tell they kind of want to start uh getting out there and hitting so it'll be the first time we see derwin james hit somebody else that's not his teammate and that's the that's the funny part derwin's coming off the injuries and everything but last monday they had their first practice in pads a fourth play in there derwin just lights up justin jackson just completely like launches him and i'm like oh crap i'm like yeah derwin's ready derwin's ready to go so if anybody had any questions about derwin james he's ready so it sounds like they are very much living in the moment and uh, it makes sense yeah. and there's so much fluidity in camp from a day-to-day basis uh, especially when it comes to these position battles i'll ask about some specific guys coming up but is there a guy for you that has been the biggest riser on the offensive side of the ball from the time the team reported to camp to now especially as the pads have come on and you mentioned that big Derwin James hit, things have gotten a little bit more real. I'll say this, uh, the one that's, somebody that surprised me has been Josh Palmer. I mean, I knew he had talent, but he's only a rookie. I mean, when he came out of Tennessee, everybody was like, oh, if it wasn't for the quarterback play at Tennessee, this kid would have been a first round draft pick as a receiver. And I'm like, no, I I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it, but watching the kid, he's pretty good. He's making plays, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Now, is he a first-round talent that dropped to the third round kind of the way Keenan Allen did? That I don't know because I haven't really seen it, but the kid has talent. He's big. He's athletic. He can run routes really well, and then he can go up and uh, and make big catches. So he's somebody I'm really impressed with. I really think that this kid's going to make his mark this year, and I feel like he really could be that guy that – Maybe if Keenan's covered and Mike's covered, Josh can take advantage of his size and his speed and go up against some of these uh, shorter cornerbacks that he might face in the division or, I mean, other teams or whatever. And he could really use his size and his athleticism to to, uh, to take advantage of it. And and uh, maybe he can make a huge impact in this offense because there, there seems to be no third receiver, quote unquote. It seems like it's going to be a rotating door of just matchups that they like. So maybe if the... 
if it's a veteran corner who who isn't very fast, they'll throw Jalen Guyton out there, Tyron Johnson. Well, maybe if it's a smaller corner, they're going to go Josh Palmer, go out there and and just bully the guy all the way down. So I, I think Josh Palmer has been the guy that I've been surprised with the most probably on the offensive side of the football. Well, I'm excited to mention his name because he was someone I was going to ask about because it seems like there's a real battle for that third spot and the wide receiver room, not necessarily the wide receiver three, but maybe the guy who who's going to get more targets this season. Would yeah. you say that's, that's going to be Josh Palmer or Tyler Johnson? I know is also getting some, some love in camp and he looked good at the end of last season as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a little bit, like I said, what, from what I've understood and I've learned is that, it's all about matchups. So if the matchup if the matchup fits what Josh Palmer does well, you'll see a little bit more of Josh Palmer. If the matchup fits what Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson do, they're going to throw them in there. So it's going to be all about matchups. That's what I feel like the what Brandon Saley and his coaching staff are doing. So I feel like if the matchup is is at their favor, then yes, that's what they're going to end up doing. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see the way they kind of end up putting this together. But I really do think that Josh Palmer is a guy and Tyron, those two guys to me, I feel like are going to have big years. Jalen Guyton is a little bit kind of, he, he tends to, to drop passes. He tends to, I don't know. There's times where he really is, has the guy beat and he just drops it. So I, I really, Jalen Guyton, I don't know if he's, you've seen some improvements, but then you've also seen the same typical mistakes that he made last year when it comes to Jalen Guyton, but Tyron and, and Josh Palmer just look very good. They've looked good during camp. Tyron uh, missed a couple of practices uh, with an injury, but um, I'm sure as soon as it keeps on, he keeps on going, he'll feel a little bit better, smoother, and, and he'll start making the plays that he was making last year. Incredible insights there for start sit decisions, uh, DFS grinders. Uh, I, the matchup-based play is incredible. Thank you so much, Fernando. As drafts approach, I think fantasy gamers are quite interested in who will be the number two or maybe even one B to running back Austin Eckler. It sounds like Justin Jackson has a, a spot on the team based on when we talked to Gilbert, but the pads are now on. We're deeper into camp. Is there a guy who's taken the lead so far in that, you know, one B, that the the Robin to Eckler's Batman? Yeah. If, you will. if it was week one, I would have told you Justin Jackson, but week two, it's been Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly's really, uh, he's made some really good moves. Yesterday, I remember he would, he took the football, I think, Chris Rumpf, I can't remember who was coming at him. He was able to evade him. He made a nice cut and fooled him and cut back inside and was able to gain an extra 15 yards. And you could hear Scott Quesenberry, you could hear the offensive coaching staff, like all going, there you go, 27, nice cut, nice cut. Keenan comes up and slaps him on the, uh, sl like high fives him. And he's like, good, he's like, good, uh, I can't say the word, but I'll, I'll uh, you know, you, you guys can piece it together. So, um, so Joshua Kelly really is, is he, it looks like he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable last year. And I remember game one and game two, he, he was right there with Austin Eckler. And I remember they had combined like 500 yards in the first two games. And I thought, crap, did they really find their one a and their one B like, wow, this is going to be a good, good one, two punch. And then against Carolina, uh, he, Joshua Kelly fumbles and the week later in Tampa Bay, he fumbles against, uh, right before halftime, which let Tampa Bay come back into the game. If not, the Chargers were blowing them out and it looked like it might be a blowout, uh, victory for the Chargers, which I mean, hell, it would have meant a lot for that team moving forward. Forward, but they just couldn't get it done 
Um, but I think Joshua Kelly, I think uh, Justin Jackson have both done a very good job in, in this. I, I, I'd put them, they're right next to each other. This is going to be a running back by committee kind of um, whoever has the hot hand. I think the Chargers are going to ride, whether it's Austin Eckler, whether it's Josh Jackson or Joshua Jackson, or Joshua Jackson, Joshua Kelly, or uh, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Justin Jackson. So whoever is the one with the hot hand, I feel like that's who they're going to ride. But right now, I think the one that has the hot hand is Joshua Kelly. I love it. As fantasy gamers, we fear the running back by committee, but uh, a lot of people, I think, uh, are moving toward DFS in addition to their traditional redraft lineup. So I think that uh, week one, Josh Kelly probably will have a a, a small salary to uh, plug in a lineup and maybe he pops off. Uh, so make sure you're keeping tabs. Make sure you're following Fernando for more on camp uh, as this develops. Speaking of DFS, this is a time of year where sicko DFS preseason grinders are salivating for these upcoming slates. If you had to guess who might pop off for the Chargers as preseason rolls along here, who might that be? Mm. Maybe someone a little bit deeper on the in the chart you know we know the josh palmers we know the tyron johnsons we know the josh kelly's is there anybody that's maybe trending towards the bottom of rosters who you know um wide receiver austin prole uh he his dad played for the rams all those years he's been a guy who's been slowly trying to make his name returning kicks he's been a putt, a putt returner kickoff returner he's done some good work in the off on the offensive side of the ball too he's caught a couple passes a couple touchdown passes so austin pro would probably be uh the guy that i would say could end up making some noise right now during uh during preseason all right well i'm taking out my notepad i'm writing down austin <laughs> pro i'm putting it somewhere safe thank you fernando of course two questions off we'll get you out of here and get you to the movies fantasy twitter can't get enough donald parham talk we know he came out hot but has the heat fizzled since the pads have come on and is jared cook separating as the clear tight end one? Oh, uh you're talking about chicken parm that's what they call him on the team uh it's hilarious um so basically i didn't think that donald parham would challenge for that number one spot jared cook wow i'll tell you one thing he's been very good uh justin has found him a lot I feel like he brings something different. I think his athleticism is a lot different than what Hunter Henry's was. So I feel like Justin's finding him. He's finding him on seam routes. He's finding him on out routes. He's finding him literally anywhere and everywhere. And, and Jared is turning a five-yard catch into a 15-yard gain. So it, he literally is, uh, I think he's found the fountain of youth in a sense. Like he's just an ageless wonder and, and he's doing well. But Donald Parham is no slouch. He really has improved a lot this year. It's funny you mentioned Gilbert because uh, before the season or training camp, I, was, I wasn't on the Justin Jackson train. I was like, eh, I don't know. But now I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I, I can I can tell uh, he's really improved and he's staying healthy. And then he wasn't on the Donald Parham train. I was like, bro, you better jump on. Like, it's 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 going to fill up pretty quick. And now all of a sudden he's like, wow, that's my guy right there. I'm like, my guy. I was like, that's mine. I was like, I've always called Donald Parham because every offseason I call one player and I say this player is going to break out. Last year, mine was Justin Herbert. And he's like, Justin's not even going to play. I was like, you watch. But Justin ended up breaking out. But, but I told him this year it's Donald Parham. I think Donald Parham is going to break out. And Donald Parham has like, he literally is such a mismatch. There's not a lot of guys that can cover him. I feel like if Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi if they use him the way I think they should use him he's gonna make a lot I think I told Gilbert he could easily have 10 touchdown catches this year he's like 10 I was like bro that guy's huge like he's huge he's six foot eight and a half he's pretty big uh if you put literally if you put it up it, where his hands are you ain't gonna be nobody's gonna be able to go up there and 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 fish the ball out of there so I I literally think Donald Parham is gonna have a big year this year I feel like the Chargers are gonna literally be using a lot of different 
different guys, but I feel like when they go in the red zone, Jared Cook and Donald Parham are going to be two of the guys that they're really going to look for, especially just because I, I just feel like Donald Parham's in for a big uh, a big year, and I feel like he's matured a lot from last year to this year. Well, we're leaving the light on for Donald Parham to come home and uh, win us some leagues. I'm loving it, Fernando. All right, I got one question left. What's your boldest fantasy prediction for the Chargers in 2021? Is Who's it bold if I say that Justin Herbert's going to be... Yeah, I'd say uh, your clear as bet is Justin Herbert. I just think the kid's going to... I really think he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. I feel like he is has a grasp of this offense, and I know everybody asks, well, it's a new offense, it's a new this, it's a new that. Justin's used to it. In, in the last six years, whether it was at Oregon or in the NFL, he's had five different head coaches and six different offensive coordinators. Justin knows how to adapt to a new scheme. I think he's going to do this exact same thing here. I feel like Justin's in for a huge year. I think Keenan Allen's in for a rebound year. I know he had a hundred catches and 992 yards, but I feel like he's in, he's going to be, he's going to have a huge year. I feel like Keenan's one of those guys that to him, he feels like in his head, he needs to rebound and bounce back. I'm like, Keenan, that was a good season though. He's like, yeah, no, but it wasn't what I wanted to post. So Keenan may be up there. And then uh, if you notice, Justin was finding him in the end zone a lot more than Philip was with Philip he averaged six touchdowns a year last year he had eight with Justin so he may have about 10 this year if Justin looks his way the way he did last year so I think Keenan's in for a huge year as well I just think those two their combination if you're able to snag both of them you're about to get double points almost on a daily basis just because of how good both of them are and and the way their relationship is and the way they find each other uh, at all times the people are stacking those chargers so they are ecstatic to hear this Fernando thank you so much you said it all where can people find all your stuff uh so i'm at on twitter instagram and actually tiktok now because gilbert turned himself into a tiktok influencer so now i'm trying to catch up no this is bullcrap and you know what I'm, I'm glad i'm on a platform where i can talk about it so i said hi to justin herbert the other day gilbert records it puts it on tiktok he gets six hundred thousand views on it it's just a quick six second video and he said i say hi to him so then gilbert goes and on, on sunday i say hi to justin again at the practice Justin says hi again, and he gets another 300,000 views on it. So I've literally gotten them 900,000 views on TikTok, and I get no credit for it. So I'm a little angry about that, but it'll be something that'll be settled on Compas this week because I'm not too happy about it. But on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, I'm on, I can't can't believe I just meshed TikTok with Twitter and Instagram. I'm on, (laughs) I'm at Real F Ramirez. Uh, And if you guys want to check out Compas on the Beat, we're on YouTube, like I said, Spotify itunes check us out we're honestly something a lot different we just try and have fun we're two guys just literally it's a, it's our kind of our relax it's our little zen time when we just get to talk talk crap to each other so it's been a lot of fun but yeah so uh, i'm on all those uh and i appreciate you david having me on it's been a lot of fun and and getting to talk a little fantasy football is always uh is always a good time by the way i got kicked out of my fantasy league a couple of years ago because i kept on winning one four years in a go my sore loser friends were like oh well you have all the inside I'm like, dude, this is luck. It ain't skill. Like I can pick guys and they just go off and they're like, nah, 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 and they kick me out. So those losers. Yeah. So I, 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 I love talking fantasy football. So I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> well, we're sick of uh, degenerates out here in these fantasy streets. So we're eating up uh, everything you've said so far. And uh, I'm excited to hear the TikTok beef settled. Uh, It'll be on to- next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. I will, I will be calling out Gilbert on Compass on the beat. Cause this is BS. I deserve those TikTok views, not him. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it's 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 honestly a lot of fun. But yeah, 900,000 views I've gained. And watch, I'll 
I'll probably say hi to Justin again later this season. He'll get me more times and then he'll just throw him up there and get another million views on it uh, based off of me being a nice guy and saying hi to somebody. It's it's incredible. <laughs> well, thank you, Fernando, once again. And uh, maybe next year I can get both you and Gilbert on together. That could be cool. Anytime. Until next year, have a great season. Thank you. Chicken Parm, 10 TDs. You are now dialed in. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.